Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. We had a car a few years ago on the way to the Riddler Award in Detroit. That is the most coveted street rod award that there is. And got in a terrible windstorm and in the ice. Stacker went off the road. Uh, the car was on the lift in the stacker, and all of the displays for the show uh, were beneath it. And trailer ends up on its side in a field. And, of course, you know, with much hesitation, the owner pops the door open. That car was still clinging to the deck just like it should. Car made it to the show, showed great. Nobody ever knew. That's what we're shooting for. Yeah. Now, could you do that with just two nets? Maybe. Yeah. Why take the chance? Right. You know, and in the case of a UTV net, they are sold in, in packs of four for good reason. So, okay, you can save 100 bucks, but... You drank more yeah. than that in Starbucks coffee <laughs> on the way to the trip and back. What's the... Right. Priorities, folks. Yeah. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen. Just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. So that little slapper thing. We just figured out that's actually called something. You guys didn't see it, obviously, but before we start a podcast, we have a little... The director's... Pshow! Yeah. I don't know what the hell it's called, but what's it called, Jack? Stop no, stick. Stop stick. No, this sounds really... I need to double check this shit. <laughs> okay, he's going to double check what it's called. But uh, so, like, before the podcast, for all our editor's notes and whatnot, to make sure that they can catch it in editing and whatnot with the, with the sound, because that's usually what's a good way to monitor it if you can't... If you don't want to watch the whole thing, because... You can't tell, but we've already been rolling for several minutes talking about nothing that needs to be broadcasted publicly. <laughs> and, but the little snap gets a sound. You know, you see the spike, and you can go there. Okay, that's where it starts. But I always we're gonna find out what it's called. I'm going with slapper. I like slapper. I like slapper. Yeah, yeah it makes me it makes it feel good. So let's get this show on the road. You may notice this is me and Tyler, and there's someone in between us that's not me or Tyler. Yeah. It's a very handsome gentleman. Wearing We've got the same haircut. Yeah. Yes, we did. It's uh, Idaho skinhead thing. Yeah. <laughs> sort of a high-speed, low-drag type thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's performance. You may think that this just you know happens naturally, but no, this is on purpose. I mean, yeah. Lance Armstrong shaved his head. Great people shave their head. Yeah. yeah. Was it... Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah. Did you find out? I think it's just called a clapper. We're going to call it a clapper. clapper Official name, stamp it, copyright yeah. it. <laughs> Slapper. Slapper might be the one. Okay, we're oh, sticking I with totally Slapper. I totally just pulled that out of nowhere. But, all right. This is America's Diesel Podcast Edition. Yes. 
Yeah, we, we, we make our own special slappers. <laughs> slappers to the front. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, this is Colin from Max Tiedowns. And huge shout out to Max Strauss for sponsoring the podcast and making a badass product. Absolutely. Whether you're looking to tie down a side-by-side on the back of your truck or a race truck to a flat deck trailer, Max has got a wide selection of straps to fit your needs. Yeah, nothing grinds my gears more than seeing you know a, a project that's taken someone possibly decades to complete with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears strapped down with us bargain bin garbage. Yeah, I mean they have you know track systems available, anchor points, and of course straps in a, a wide variety of colors, sizes, and uh, attachment points. Yeah, and they really go the extra mile. I mean, when you buy a kit, you get a bag and you get a strap for your straps. Folks, a strap for your straps. Come on. How much more do you want? Because we've all known that guy. I was that guy with the rat's nest of straps in the corner of the bed of the yeah. truck or in the bag. And you're like, how am I supposed to use this? Yeah. No one wins in that situation. Max is where you want to be. Yeah. Don't get caught with your pants down while trying to secure your load. Strap up with Max straps. We're happy to have you here. Yeah. <laughs> happy to be here. <laughs> Great day so far. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with our listeners out there. Uh, this is probably one of the first podcasts we've done like before noon. Um, I feel weird. Yeah, it feels a little weird. Yeah, I'm going to throw that out there. If we, if we acknowledge the weirdness, maybe it'll go away. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're usually like a afternoon, evening type deal, so it's a little bit more appropriate to have like some barley juice, and uh, we don't. <laughs> not saying that we can't. It's probably is a little bit socially frowned upon to walk around your work before lunchtime with beer. <laughs> you know, just how productive do you want to be during the day? <laughs> so we're trying to keep it classy here. Uh, so let's get the intro done real quick here, and then we're going to talk to you more, Colin. Sounds right. good. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is Ben and Tyler and Colin from America's Easter Podcast, coming at you from Spokane, Washington. Uh, you can find us on any podcast venue or medium by searching America's Easter Podcast. That's uh, YouTube. Oh, I'm already all out of source. It's before noon. Uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us there. Uh, we are also on YouTube. If you want to see Colin's handsome face and my not-so-handsome face, you can do that. Uh, you can also leave comments on the episodes there as well. I am answering those darn near daily. Uh, we can start a discussion, or if you see something in the episode that you're just like, nah, you guys are wrong. That's the best place to put it. Yeah. You might you might rile me up. Might not. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also check us out on the Instagrams, on the TikToks, sort of. I posted about six times. Haven't touched it since. It's been a couple of months. Marketing genius. Yeah. <laughs> it's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. You go stale, then you hit them with the fresh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also on, I think I said Facebook and Instagram, but we're going to say it again anyways by searching America's Diesel Podcast. And reviews are important. Tyler, hit them. Reviews. Keep those things coming in. We only accept five-star reviews. Make sure you leave a five-star review on any of the platforms Ben mentioned earlier. Screenshot that bad boy and send it to podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck and an address that we can send a sticker to. It looks just like logo behind Colin's head. And lastly, if you need to get parts for your truck rocking ASAP, uh, make sure and shoot our sales text a call. They're on the phone 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday. Uh, they are there to help you, and they will get you taken care of uh, a lot faster than if you try and reach out to me and Tyler directly, just because we are doing lots of other stuff besides answering phones at the moment, which is kind of cool, because that's where we both start. So yeah. it's kind of cool to get there. And my phone just went off because I'm a terrible person. God. Come on, Ben. Yeah. Idiot. <laughs> Kick him out. We don't want him anymore. Uh, but yeah, if you want to shoot me or Tyler email, you can do that. Uh, Tyler, what's our email address? 
Our, our personals? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> Tyler Lucas six nine six nine slash Cummins man AOL.com. <laughs> AOL. Is it funny? Yeah, some people still have AOL. Wow. What was the other one that's super old? Uh, I haven't seen a Netscape in a while. I haven't seen Netscape in a long time. Comcast. Comcast. Comcast is a good original one there too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I came across one that was just a straight up first name last name on Gmail yesterday. Oh wow! And I had to tell him. I'm like, like dude, probably the first. Nice. Yeah. I mean, the good thing was it wasn't like a super common name, but it also wasn't like Jabrak <laughs> Jabrak. It yeah. wasn't just like gibberish or something like yeah. that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know. My dad's still paying for his AOL email address, so he could have. To Whenever I see an AOL email address, this is the noise that comes into my head. You know, like the old dial-up internet. <laughs> some people, some people listen probably have no idea what dial-up internet is. No, and like yeah. being trying to log in. I'm on the phone. Yeah, while your parents are asleep, and you like put the blanket over the, the computer tower so it's not so damn loud. It's like, why did it have to be so loud? Like, what the hell in there was making that noise? Was that coming out of the speakers, or is yeah. that just like? Like a, who knows? I don't know. Anyways, if you have AOL, I'm not trying to hate on you. I am. <laughs> it's 2021. We put a man on the moon. Get with it. All right. Let's get this episode on the road. Uh, so this Hansel gentleman, Hansel, handsome gentleman between us, is Colin from Max Tie Downs. Colin, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. Good to be here, even if it is before noon. Yeah. 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 Well, luckily we got the awkwardness out of the way. We took our thumbnail picture uh, before this episode and... Uh, it was weird. It was. It was weird. Very weird. Yes. And I'm in the business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, elevator description of Max Tie Downs because we're going to talk about it more in the future. But I just want to hear the general Max Tie Downs ninety second two minute go. Domestic manufacturer of specialty purpose built tie down gear. So, we provide product for exactly what it is that you're hauling, rather than stopping at your local big box store uh, and and buying something generic when you might have a more specified use for it. For instance, very rarely do we need a 27-foot-long strap to tie a Jeep on a trailer. Uh, just coming True. back from Seattle last weekend, I saw a classic example of one of those generic 27-foot-long straps, and at least 21 feet of it were slammed in the trunk of the car on the U-Haul trailer. So we build products specifically for the task at hand. Uh, which which makes the operation of it great, easy to use, fast to use, and safe to use. And we do it all about an hour away from here in Sagal, Idaho. Nice. So it's uh, extremely unusual today to have a domestic manufacturer of, of tie-down gear. Uh, I have to laugh when I, when I see our supply chain issues on any news channel today, and thank God we're not a part of that, at least too much a part of that. Um, so we do all of the sewing, all of the machining, um, even some rubber molding all in-house just mm. up the road from here. Right on. Nice. That's cool. That gives us the ability to not only control the quality, but also get you exactly what it is that you need so you don't have to settle for some generic piece. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, We've mentioned it on the podcast before, too. One of my pet peeves is the flappy strap. The flappy strap. Yeah. God. So we could have the flapper and the clapper today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got both. We got both. <laughs> flapper, clappers to the front. And if you're a flappy strap person and you just let it fly out the back of your tailgate, you know who you are. I hate you. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> like a thousand percent. 
man. <coughs> Dying. Not really. Not okay. Okay. So, I don't know how old you are, Colin. I'm not going to try and guess. I know that you're older than me, so that I'm not that old. So I'm younger so. than Brian. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so, when Colin was a young boy, <laughs> was it, I'm going to make tie-down equipment, or was it something else? No. Uh, actually, that, that wasn't it at all. Um, I've always been a car guy. Started out with BMX bicycles, kind of graduated into dirt bikes, uh, powered dirt bikes, that is. Uh, always been into all things automotive. Uh, my first car was a 1940 Ford. I still have a 1940 Ford, oh, right some, some oh, yeah. few years later. So I'm just into all things internal combustion, and this the whole idea of the tie-down gear was born out of a personal need. I was sick and tired of going to the shelf and saying, don't you guys have something for hauling my car instead of this trucker stuff? Mm-hmm. Trucker stuff is needed, but I was seeking to find something built for the purpose, and I couldn't find it. So I was uh, a recent graduate of WSU at the time, and... I had returned back living on the west side of the hill, and fortunately in the Seattle area, there's lots of resources in, in the aircraft industry, and initially I partnered with a an aircraft interiors place over there to, to sew up what I thought was uh, designs for, for hauling what I needed to haul, which is primarily cars and related parts. So uh, that's really where it all began, is out of a personal need, not unlike so many businesses in the automotive aftermarket. You know, some guy creates a little widget, shows it off to his buddies, and pretty soon it grows. Um, story's the same for Max. So you mentioned BMX bikes when you were younger. Are you like a, a GT guy, a mongoose guy? I was actually a factory Schwinn guy way oh, back when. Shit. So, okay. The Schwinn Sting, yeah, the PK Ripper and all those guys, Mike Polson and Perry Kramer and those guys I raced with. So if that doesn't tell you how old I am. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it, all born out of a personal need. Um, and, and that story is just so common, right? Mm-hmm. But no, no different for us. Yeah, I was, I was a GT kid when I was younger. Gary uh, Turner. Yeah. There we go. I, I was super stoked. I got my, my first VFR. Another local bike shop around the corner. Like, <gasps> today's the day. I'm a cool kid now. <clears throat> That's what bike shops had inventory on the right. shelf, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. And I could go there when you know it's actually just not too far away from school, so you could you know I need to get new brake pads. I can do that there. Mm-hmm. You know? I always had a, a Dan's Comp magazine in my backpack. Oh uh, yeah, they're still around. Oh yeah, yeah. School. Like, I need that. I need See, that. that's I need when that. <laughs> that's when kids did real stuff, right? Instead of yeah. just playing on that one-eyed monster. Yeah. Exactly. You know, falling off roofs. Yeah, absolutely. Getting scraped up. Yeah. Shoving pencils in your friend's leg. <laughs> yeah. Like not just like, oh, I got the fake lead. Look, I'm stabbing you. Like, no. Truth or dare. Bow! Yeah. <laughs> Who's not going to flinch first? <laughs> so you guys, you guys do a lot of really cool parts other than just straps. One thing in particular that I've got my eye on, because I just got a side-by-side, a four-seater Honda Talon. Nice. Um, chainsaw scabbard. Very I cannot helpful. wait to get one of those. I got a brand new chainsaw, and I'm just, like, and your guys' chainsaw scabbard that you make is, I think, better than any other one I've seen out there as far as the the size of it, how it mounts. Um, it, it's just way cleaner than, than any other. So, I think it's just cool that you guys kind of get into those other attributes of of hauling, uh, of securing things down. Sure. And you do a hell of a good job at it. Well, thank you. Yeah, that scabbard is an example of you know something that is 
yes, it's a tie down, but a, a tie down of a different sort. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a, a chainsaw is something you damn sure don't want flailing around inside <laughs> of your vehicle. Not. Even <laughs> even with a bar cover on it. They can, you know, it's it's not the weight of it, but they're just kind of a gangly creature. So how do we contain this thing and yeah. keep it from tearing up the inside of my car or becoming a, you know, a, a missile? Yeah. Well, so I don't know if you saw my truck out there, but I've got a side-by-side rack on the back of my truck. And I so did I, see that I drive up there now i'm i will admit and i feel bad about this because you're here i did not buy your side downs originally but here's the thing here's the thing i know i know you can you bring it on i'm i, I can take it why so, didn't you well <clears throat> there's no d-rings or anything on that rack so i honestly i didn't know what was going to work for me with the side by side so i just bought some cheaper straps but i've already had problems with mm-hmm. two of them i had to i had to cut one uh to get it off because of the i don't even know what you call it the little piece that's on a spring in here like the spring came off and it wouldn't disengage mm-hmm. the the rashes i'm like gosh darn it i gotta freaking cut this strap already so i'm already a strap down and then i had to rebuild another one because the same thing happened and i'm like this is ridiculous so i just need to <laughs> i just need to pull the trigger and some- <laughs> there there is a difference and you know we i think it's it's probably somewhat unusual that we get the customer the very first time yeah boy do i wish we could because in just like in your case you've already thrown that money away. Yeah. And while our stuff's a bit more expensive, it's not a great deal more expensive, but it gets you, you can check that box off of your list. Absolutely. You don't have to revisit it. You don't have to be frustrated. You damn sure don't have to cut straps to get them to loosen the way they should. Yeah. And just the feel of these things over, like even what what I bought was, I would consider from a guy not knowing anything about straps, Mm -hmm. something that is what seemed better than something at like a hardware store that I would I would buy, but mm-hmm. when you start using it like all the time, just you know, uh, strapping it up there when you're hauling and unstrapping it and then getting it back up there, you're just like, man, this, these things are actually a really piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it just the feel of these of these straps over what I have is just it's leaps and bounds better. And it should be right. Uh, it, if there are absolutely. no discernible differences, then you should save the money and buy the junk. Yeah, there in any product lineup, I really feel strongly that they're. There absolutely should be discernible differences. The look, the feel, the operation, the longevity, the warranty, whatever it is. There's got to be some reason to buy the good versus the average or the the great versus the average. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it, it does take me quite a while to get things strapped down on that rack. I, 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 I probably go a little overkill. Like, I throw about six straps on that thing, but it's just one of those things where it's on the top of your truck. You get a little nervous. Um, but... And I'm guessing you might have a UTV rack because you often pull a trailer in yes. addition to hauling your UTV. Yep. Imagine if that talon backs up about eight feet <laughs> yeah. and becomes jammed out. You're kind of like a straight truck at that point. Yeah. Absolutely. And what a mess to try to unravel that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, then, yeah. And then your talon is now Talented boo-booed. talon, right? And yeah. then your trailer is now probably boo-booed. Oh yeah, and you'd be damn lucky if your truck made it to that situation. A, a town will be sitting on my on my bed in my trailer. <laughs> so. Huge shout out to Ispro for making badass gauges and sponsoring the podcast. Absolutely, we've been selling Ispro gauges, gosh, ever since I can remember. Um, Ispro for years has been giving consumers the ability to to monitor their trucks accurately. Uh, whether you're looking for something with a little bit more racy of a look or something more factory match. Ispro's got you covered. One of the things I love about the kits that they sell is not only do they come in a bunch of different denominations, you can get, you know, zero to 40 or zero, whatever you're looking for with the color designation on there, but they come with the wiring too. Absolutely. Super easy to install. 
If you're looking for a set of analog type gauges today, check them out. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. And Ispro, you're the best. Absolutely. Now, so what, as far as like the ratchet assembly itself, like what do you guys do different? I mean, other than just like the sheer size of everything, um, but to make them, I guess, work better than some of those bargain bin kind of straps. You bet. Well, one of the primary things that we do differently is we, a little bit difficult to see here on set, but um, most of the ratchet assemblies out there, uh, they will, they being the competition, they entrap the gear set here between the two halves of the handle and you'll notice that our gears are put on the outside so there's naturally a lot less friction okay um, and then there's a quasi bearing surface created by the way in which that gear and frame are stamped so uh, a lot less friction to begin with than other designs and excuse me there when you do release it it actually does release and and not until you ask it to but but when you ask it to it releases and and free spools very nicely and you just don't find that in the industry another key difference and this also pertains to our smaller handles designed for tensioning one inch wide webbing this is a one piece formed handle you notice there's not some cheesy aluminum stake or plastic handle here this is all the same piece of material that the handles formed out of so we get almost 50 percent more rigidity by forming this handle out of one piece okay. than if it had a separate handle that was riveted or staked or somehow attached to the two sides of the frame okay so those are the two primary differences there uh, and then of course the one you're holding has our proprietary direct hook and that is so key for vehicle transport it keeps the ratchet out from underneath the vehicle as far as possible obviously a built-in safety release and notice that's released from the top of the hook. You don't have to put your hands in harm's way in there. to release it. We feel really strongly about using a safety-style hook whenever possible. But when you're tying down a vehicle, whether it be a Honda Talon, a 69 Camaro, whatever it might be, having the hook bolted right to the handle is key. Yeah. It took us a while to overcome conventional thought in that you needed that short piece of webbing between the hook and the handle. There's really no reason for that unless you're maybe trying to hook onto something you shouldn't be like wrapping it around the side of the angle iron trailer for instance and yeah. finding something beneath the trailer to hook to mm -hmm. this is by far the best way to go there is simply no downside of having the hook bolted directly to the handle yeah another thing that i really like with you this particular this style of strap is that right there the combination axle strap, axle strap. yeah that because mm -hmm. i have to run so i run a um I don't know what you even call them, but there's like a soft loop mm -hmm. that I wrap around the talon, and then I have the, then I hook to that. So that totally negates the need for carrying extra pieces, you know, for for strapping down my my stuff. Yeah. So that's really handy to have, and it's got this nice protective cover on there, so you're not tearing things up. Which I don't even think you could tear that up if you wanted to. <laughs> well, it certainly adds to the life, and that loop diameter is also. Uh, adjustable, much like a backpack shoulder strap, okay. you, you can change the diameter of that loop, and then once you get it set to your liking, leave it alone. Yeah. So that's what we call a combination axle strap. It's it's really popular to have that all built into one. Uh, saves looking for those those extra pieces. Really, the only downside of this design is if you're if you're trying to route that twisted snap hook through really tight suspension areas, none of the vehicles I see out here pertain, but. <laughs> You know, like uh, exotic cars, for instance, or really low down street rods where 
routing the flat delta ring on the end of a traditional axle strap would be easier than trying to fish the large hook through. Gotcha. But otherwise, same strength. Uh, it's a simpler assembly being all built into one and, and very popular for us. Yeah. Um, another one that I've seen a lot of since I started riding side-by-sides with a bunch of people is the the tire straps. Awesome. Um, which a lot of people have told me, like, hey, you should put those, use those on your rack. Which I agree. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to. Um, yep. So how, what I've always learned with strapping things down is you you, you want to have it on a a portion of the rig that doesn't move like the tire and let the suspension of the car kind of do its work so is that is that because i i see you see a ton of people strapping things down and you're just like hmm that's interesting yeah like on the and, frame and then the truck's bouncing it, up and down like well yeah i mean going? even like polaris they'll do they have my wife's mom she's got that polaris razor mm-hmm. and she that would be your mother-in-law right mother-in-law yeah. I mean, just wife i call mom. her kim <laughs> <laughs> no relation that's, kim. that's my wife's uh, problem yeah <laughs> um but she, she you know this is her first thing she's like tying down and she opened up the manual for her side by side and there's like tie down points like way up high in the back and i'm like looking at it and i'm like i don't think i would tie there it's because it's like first of all it's like way up high and your suspension is moving which could then mm-hmm. take you know take out one of your straps because it's not not only could you lose a hook but just the shock load could break a less strong strap right correct a lot of the reason the the oes in the UTV scene, I believe one of the reasons they recommend tying up high on the chassis like that is if you if you ever uncrate a UTV, that's exactly how they're tied down in the crate. Okay. But when you can compress that suspension in the crate, your crates can be smaller. You can ship more items. It all makes sense from a transportation gotcha. standpoint. But I'm with you. When it comes to tying it down on a trailer, if that vehicle's suspension is designed to work like in the case of all UTVs, let the thing be happy on the trailer. Yeah. We can still secure it safely, but there's no problem at all allowing that suspension to work. The one that gets me is like the Jeep audience. When you've got recovery points built into the front and rear bumpers on your vehicle, those are for recovery of the vehicle, not for tying it down on the trailer. <laughs> yeah. And to your point, that's the ones you see when every time the suspension compresses, of course, what goes down must come up or the other way around. Mm-hmm. It unnecessarily shocks that tie-down strap and the vehicle as well. And so some vehicles can actually, you know, be damaged by that continual unnecessary shocking. So I'm a fan of of tying down to something that moves very little, if at all, and I love an over-the-tire net. And like your rack, right now you have to get up there with the UTV, okay? And if you were using our nets, my suspicion is you could reach the top of the back tires while being flat-footed on the ground. Or close to it. Close, yeah. And as much as you'd need to tie the front down would be, say, a short step stool beside your truck, and you're simply going up and dropping it over the top of the tire. Yeah. You can do it from the outside, so you're safer, it's faster, it's more convenient, and when you got your dress blues on to meet your wife that night, you're not you're not crawling under the car. Yeah, yeah, because that's, that's one, of the, one of the biggest pain in, the, pain in the asses with that rack is getting underneath it. Absolutely. Okay, and especially when you've got a truckload of stuff from the weekend camping like trying to step over everything to sometimes i'll set my cooler up though like right in the middle of the back of the bed and i'll sit on it and i'm like oh this is kind of nice <laughs> but, but you still have to get back there yeah. <laughs> so and it's so often at the at the end of the 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 day on the trail the end of the the race at the track you just you're kind of done yeah you want to get home but quite often that's where the shortcuts are taken yep. and the mistakes happen and you know it's 
it's it's just not worth it. Yeah. Take a few extra minutes, use good gear, and get that rig home safely. Yeah. One more question on the the tire uh, net yeah. straps because um, I've seen a lot of people use them, but I've only seen people use like two of them, like one in one corner and one in the other. Is that and this may be a stupid question? I don't know. I've never used them. I've only seen people use them. Um, would you? I mean, is that enough? I guess you would th- you would say, or would you Sounds do like all four tires? Sounds like they were sold in twos and they just, didn't <laughs> just want to pull the trigger. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but I I mean, a guy I ride with, he's like, oh man, you don't need that many straps on there. I'm like, uh, I'm gonna put as many, <laughs> I'm gonna put my straps on here. <laughs> but well, he, he just uses two, and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm gonna borrow a line off the back of a business card from one of our dealers, and it says, "Quality is like buying oats; those that have already passed through the horse are typically cheaper." Okay. So, yeah, you could save some money yeah. only putting two nets on your UTV. but uh, And would that be sufficient? Absolutely, as long as your trip goes as planned. Right. We're the guys that, that want to address it so that if the trip does not go as planned, you salvage as much of your gear as possible. And we've had numerous examples over 27 years in business where car trailer ends up on its side, car trailer ends up upside down. We had a car a few years ago on the way to the Riddler award in detroit that is the most coveted street rod award that there is and got in a terrible windstorm and in the ice stacker went off the road Uh, the car was on the lift in the stacker and all of the displays for the show uh, were beneath it and trailer ends up on its side in a field and of course you know with much hesitation the owner pops the door open that car was still clinging to the deck just like it should car made it to the show showed great nobody ever knew that's what we're shooting for. Yeah. Now, could you do that with just two nets? Maybe. Yeah. Why take the chance? Right. You know, and in the case of a UTV net, they are sold in, in packs of four for good reason. So, okay, you can save 100 bucks, but you drank more yeah. than that in Starbucks coffee <laughs> on the way to the trip and back. What's the... Right. Priorities, folks. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I think that's... I, I'm talking a lot about the UTV thing just because it's something that yeah. I'm kind of experiencing, you know, now... Um, so what, one more question about my rack and maybe we can go look at it and see what you would, cause I don't have any tie down points. Sure. So if I were to do like a tire net on mm-hmm. that, would it be sufficient for me? Cause the, the rungs for the rack are just basically like an angle iron. Yep. Um, could I just hook it right on that angle iron or should I get some D rings and, and weld those on there? Uh, perhaps hooking directly to those rungs would work. And again, when you're dealing with the manufacturer, for instance, you could say, Hey, Max, could you make me a shorter than normal axle strap that I can use as a loop around that rung? Okay. Quite possibly. Okay. Um, it, the best solution might be to to weld a piece of backer bar in between the the two best rungs in terms of their position, and fasten a D ring to that backer okay. plate. I'll be happy to take a look at it. So that's the great thing about dealing with us is we've got solutions that are far and wide. We yeah. can absolutely get something that'll work well work safely work quickly and get you on the road yeah cool the part i like about that too is that with you being you know all manufactured here you doing it it's not like you have to well i gotta place this order it's gotta go through four more channels not and it's gotta get shipped over you might get stuck at long beach yeah Yeah. it's it's more so you can call you can talk to colin if you need to you can probably send pictures pretty sure you got a smartphone Mm, yeah, I just graduated from the flip style, but yeah, gets pictures. <laughs> we have the internet. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, North Idaho does have internet. 
You also paved it. roads, most of them. It's dial-up. Yeah, it's Right? You can send pictures, potentially, of what you have going on, and it's not so much, you know, calling, talking to someone, talking to someone, talking to someone, you get it back, and now it's not what you looked at. It's no, like, my name's Colin. I am Max. Yeah. I can get you your shit. <laughs> well, you, you likely won't talk to me when you call. However, we do have English-speaking people that you can actually talk to the same person twice. hey <laughs> Quite remarkable in today's world. You yeah. know, I, one of my pet peeves, speaking of pet peeves, and I think many businesses are, they somehow succeed despite their, their themselves, right? We're a small business. You can absolutely talk to the same person twice. We can exchange photographs, ideas. It's, it's part of what we do. Mm-hmm. It's part of the service that, that, that we uh, offer along with the, with the product. We really want to be solution, offering solutions, not just products. And every day we'll have the callers that say, hey, you know, this, I'm new to trailering. Um, finally got my kids out of college, bought the muscle car I wish I would have never sold, and here I am. Tell me what, what I need. We do that all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good because the – and actually, it, let's see, where are we at? Yeah, the ad probably already ran here, but in one of the ads we talk about, um, you know, you, you spend all this time, you spend all this money, and blood, sweat, and tears building your project in your trailer yep. or a project to be transported in your trailer, whether it be a, you know – restoring something or off-road rig or something like that and then you buy shit straps we see it all the time (laughs) and when you when you when you put it out there like that it's like man i just spent the better part of eight years building this why the hell did i buy twelve dollar straps like that was dumb yeah and it's to me that's kind of like the the final point of like the execution or like the Absolutely. getting it done correctly like you 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 spent the money on the good parts you spent the good time putting the good parts on the good car the good truck and then you just compromised all of it <laughs> so with a stupid ass strap yeah. yeah or spent money on things that really weren't critical mm-hmm. and you didn't hesitate to spend the money in that department so why are you hesitating spending money to protect the entire investment take your talent it's not hard at all to spend $30,000 to get a four-seat UTV off the showroom floor. No. Not at all. So even if you took our our most expensive package, which would be the tire nets, 300 bucks, that sounds like 1% of the value of the vehicle to ensure its safety. Yeah. What's the problem? Right. Mathematically, it works, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I almost kind of... Uh, I feel like Colin hates me right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk later. He already texted me. He's like... By the way, we got to help that guy. Yeah, take him out back, lure him out there. I'll be there with a the baseball bat. I knew it was we'll, coming anyway. So we'll I'll take care of him real quick. And, and no, I appreciate the honesty, and you know it happens. We, but the bummer is you, whatever amount of money you spent, you're now ready to throw that stuff in the trash can yep. and step up. Yep. Had you just known about the availability or known about the product differences, you could have spent that money one time and truly checked it off your list and. Maybe it just comes with age. I'm the type of consumer I would so much rather wait to purchase something and do it one time yeah. than, than buy something out of haste. But in many cases, people just don't know that there could be any differences, Yeah. right? It's like, is there any difference in pump gas out there? Yes. How many people realize that? Not a lot. No. Yeah, I mean, my biggest thing was I just didn't, I didn't know 
I never owned a side by side. I didn't know where I was going to tie it down. I didn't know any of those things. And I, I, I was honestly looking at this exact strap, but then what I started running into was like, okay, with a direct hook, like where I'm going to hook that to, I don't have a D ring anywhere. And so that's why I went that. That's why, but I trust me, I am going to, I'm going to get some of your guys' straps a hundred percent. It's going to, it's going to, it definitely is going to happen. Um, so, so yeah. Um, one of the things that I found on those that actually really is when we were messing around with them for the pictures earlier, uh, actually earlier than this, but um, releasing it, like you are not kidding. Like I, I've had straps that where it's like there's no tension on them and you release it and it's like you got to break its back, you got to step on the strap, you got to hey, yank Hey, get on a it. hold of this, pull that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this on one, I, I'm, I'm expecting to do that. Like I have my foot ready to stomp on the strap, I open it, and it's like, what the? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that makes yep. things nice. Indeed. So the the other point I want to touch on right here, as far as like just not knowing, and Tyler, this is going to you. Oh great. Okay. But I almost I liken it to to people that just don't know about gears when they put larger wheels on their truck, oh. and the, and it's it's uh, when we had Carl on here from Nitro way way back, and he's like, it's so hard to sell something and educate people on something that everybody's trying to get away without. How, many, how often do you hear people like, oh, I'll just get away with these straps. I'll get away with that regearing mm-hmm. or something like that. And having that item there, but it's also one of those things where once you do it once, you are sold for life. That's once you scary. are in a truck that's properly geared, you'll like that's the first thing you'll do when you lift your truck next time. Once you start using high-quality straps, you like, and then someone hands you like, a bargain bin strap or whatever you're like get the shit out yeah of here. what is this junk what are they, yeah are you peasant yeah <laughs> i've got real straps <laughs> well one you, you guys probably have one of the best marketing pictures for your product yeah i forgot about that and that is when you, you had that trailer built to hoist up a your jeep on via a crane yeah. <laughs> and hang it from the from the crane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I remember we were at the I was at that shop when I, Hazard Fabworks was helping with the trailer. Mm-hmm. And uh I remember seeing the pictures from that and I'm like, that is badass. <laughs> it's called putting your money where your mouth is. <laughs> yeah. I th- there's yeah. not many people that would probably trust the straps that they're using to do that. And that, that was pretty epic. Yeah. Today we have a um I guess a further evolution of that same stunt, we called that the Jeep stunt, and there was a lot of logistics involved with that. Uh, you know, that was, we showed that off in Moab. I had to arrange for fence rental and crane <laughs> rental, and I remember the fire chief, uh, Moab was grasping for dollars, so they instituted this little fee, basically for fire compliance, you know, where they come out and check your tents and your wiring and so forth, and I just had the temporary rental fencing set up, and a couple banners hanging on it. And the fire chief shows up and he said, so w- what's what's the booth? What are you going to do? And I said, we're going to show a proper way to keep a Jeep on a trailer. That's it? I said, that's it. Okay, cool. <laughs> so he signs it and goes away. The next day we're front page of the paper, Moab, Utah. <laughs> so a little too late. But uh, yeah. So in an effort to simplify the logistics and the travel and all that's involved, we now have a, uh, we call it the Max 360, picture pig on a spit car rotating door over door okay the beautiful thing is we built this platform and we can change out the vehicle so if we're going to a utv show of course we need a utv right now there's a 1935 ford pickup that i built for my dad's 80th birthday on that being campaigned around the country last week we were in biloxi mississippi for cruising the coast uh we'll be at uh oh my gosh um uh, upcoming show in uh in Georgia with that, and the Turkey Rod Run in Daytona. 
we're very active out there throughout the year. We do a couple dozen events, and that really helps getting getting the product in front of people. Yeah. And it's what's so cool about that Max 360 is even if someone has zero need for tie-downs, they always reach for their phone and take a picture because it's, it's like, why is that car up? Wait a minute. Why is that upside down? Yeah. <laughs> and we can stop it anywhere. We can rotate it any direction. We can prove to people, no, it really is just good quality tie downs keeping that truck in place. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun to, to literally turn heads. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that whole story of the fire chief in Moab it reminds me of Elon Musk digging yeah. a pit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You can't, you can't big, dig a hole that big. No, it's just a pit. Yeah. Pit. Well, there's no restrictions on the. I know, it's just a pit. <laughs> what are you doing? It's just, just a display. Just a pit. Yeah. Towing display. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, that's fine. Okay. Time to get to the real serious questions, Colin. Okay. For more than two decades, Max Tie Downs has been the leader in the tie down industry. Products are made to order and shipped directly from our headquarters in Sagal, Idaho. From two wheels to four, on or off road, new or old, we have the right tie down for you. We can help with custom solutions too. No project is too big or too small. Call us today at 1-800-666-1586 or shop our website at maxtiedowns.com. What's your daily driver? Uh, today it is a diesel gladiator. And speaking of needing to be re-geared, oh, I can't <laughs> wait till those axles arrive. <laughs> what axles are you in it? Uh, putting a set of Dynatracks under it. All right, right on. Yeah. yeah. We've got experience with Dynatrack axles. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, tire size and gear ratio, what are you doing? 39-inch BFGs and uh, going with a 513. Nice. It's going to be a good combo. But the, see, I already have the 39-inch BFGs. Of course. With the stock 410 gearing. <laughs> and even though that diesel's got a lot of torque, back to your days with Carl here, yeah, those that know, know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, you'd think, well, I got the look. What what more do I need to do? Why is this thing such an anemic turd? That's why. That's you, why. Yeah, can't, it's we, a snowball. Can't tell you how many calls we get. Like, oh, I need to. I keep need, on going through transmissions. Yeah, I need, I need oh, bigger injectors. Tires? Bigger Forty turbo. fours, yeah. mm-hmm. stock gears. Yep. Oh, <laughs> well, it's working. It's working. Seven through the four speed. Yeah, I I bet your life sucks. <laughs> it's a big truck. But that's that our job, right? Yeah. yeah, to educate. And the cool thing is, we all get to sell more product. Exactly. Yep. Everybody's happy about it. And. Nothing, nothing better than educating something on it, having them pull a trigger, and they call back, and they're like, I'm ready for the next round of parts. By the way, thank you. Like, I had no idea that even existed. And uh, that's, what, that's what wakes me up in the morning when I get my morning coffee. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. I want to make someone's life better. <clears throat> well, I'm going to interrupt you with your tough questions, but the F450. Okay, the flatbed is oh, amazing. Yeah. That that uh dexis that the deck aluminum that we got from you i want to put that in my house <laughs> like in my like basement or, well <laughs> like, as we're talking bondage earlier just imagine the possibilities <laughs> and not stubbing your toe yeah. so but looking at like those um what do you call that tie down system that's that's um in the in the aluminum the versatile versatile yeah we do all of our track uh four different profiles of that in in a narrow form for track uh, truck beds trailer decks tons of uses for that yeah what is what is um like weight rating on something like that we can as get as, as much as six thousand pounds out of wow. that um out of one single point it's using our double stud tie down fitting yes yeah, so it locks into two positions in the track that's incredible so three thousand each then roughly we can get six thousand out of a single attachment point 
Well, that so seems. That seems. So it just goes like. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's a lot awesome. stronger than it looks. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This is like terrifyingly strong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, just in my basement, I can, you know, strap down the couch. Just make sure that doesn't move, you know, mm -hmm. slide around and like have a I real said. nice floor. <laughs> <laughs> and Maybe we bring have... Bring it up the wall a little right. bit. Yeah. <laughs> I see where this is going. Yeah. Is it noon yet? Yeah. <laughs> 11.02. Uh, 11.02. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just got all these things in my head now. I can't stop. Yeah. Oh, my wife would be like, what? 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 <laughs> we're, we're, we do make a padded fleece sleeve that goes over that as well. Ooh. I have seen that. <laughs> yeah. Babe, great... I know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so the... I'm still just blown away 6,000 pounds out of something like that. Yeah. Like that is... I see what you're talking about what, using basically two of the... the Not two. The larger, the larger tie-down fitting we refer to as a double stud ring. So it locks into two positions. You may not have seen those. Okay. We got them. It's a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> well, think about it. A chain is only as strong as its weakest link, right? right. So uh, it's it's important to, to pair things appropriately. That strap right there is a 10,000-pound rated brake strength. It doesn't make any sense to hook it to a 99-cent eye bolt in the bed of your truck. Yeah. Oh, brings up another thing. Your guys' testing equipment. I've watched a couple videos mm -hmm. on you guys just demolishing other people's straps. Yeah. And it is, well, that, and our own. Oh, That's and, your, and your own. Yeah, Absolutely. and your own. Um, that thing is pretty cool. So is that like a hydraulic? Is it just yeah. a hydraulic pull basically in a cage that you just... That's okay. exactly right. And it's got a load cell on the end of the ram. So the load cell captures several different points of data. So like that strap assembly there is an eight foot long strap assembly. Well, it may be nine foot one by the time it breaks. So we can capture percentage of elongation. Keep it clean. <laughs> uh, we can also capture exactly when that strap fails. So that rated at 10,000, it may break at 11.8. Okay. But the, the instant it breaks, that that is recorded. And so we know all that data. And so anytime we come up with a, with a new product, that's part of what we do before bringing it to market is, okay, we think it's good. Now let's go prove that it's good. Yeah. And, of course, having that margin of safety built in above and beyond the actual rating is something we concentrate on. For instance, that webbing there is a 12,000-pound webbing on a 10,000 pound assembly. Why? To give the customer what they deserve. Yeah. The amount of money that we save in raw materials going to a 12,000 pound webbing versus a 10 is minuscule, but it makes the product perform better, last longer, puts a smile on that consumer's face and keeps them coming back. So to me, it's just the right thing to do. Yeah. And then as far as you said, you did all your, like the sewing and everything in-house, like mm -hmm. was there like a couple iterations of figuring out like what worked like the best or is it, I mean, how did that process yeah, yes there was um and if you look at at the uh the, the structural stitching in our product versus theirs uh you'll see easily twice the stitching in our product again same reason why we use better webbing yeah. better ingredients going in yield a better product coming out yeah so if you compare the amount of stitching in our product versus competition you'll see a, a lot of differences there our stuff takes longer to build. It's They're not automated patterns. We actually have humans moving that material back and forth beneath the sewing machine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's the real deal. Yeah, it definitely is. Definitely is. Are you sometimes amazed about how, 
uh, on how like strong you make some of your straps like whoa didn't expect that one <laughs> yeah it, it can be it, it, the testing i really enjoy and when we get into some of the recovery gear yeah uh, the recovery webbing not the tie down webbing so we're getting into you know like widths of up to six inches uh, that's what's really fun and when that stuff lets go in the cage wow <laughs> i mean i've done this plenty enough to not jump when it breaks but i still, still jump when jump. it breaks <laughs> Like that would be a, that would actually be a really cool job. To it's have. Fun. Like, it's I fun. just operate the, the yeah. tie down machine. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm a professional breaker. Yeah. Break shit. Right. Well, and you know it's it's interesting too, uh, particularly with sewn products. Uh, normally, they'll tell you when they're about to let go, and what you what you witness is, it's almost like that that bag of microwave popcorn, where you start to hear the first couple of kernels pop. Well, in the case of a sewn product, that stitch is beginning to pop. Gotcha. Okay. And so there's your indication shit's about to go wrong, right? But, uh, I mean, tremendous amount of heat is developed, uh, sound, and, you know, that doesn't last a long period, but more often than not, that assembly's talking to you. If, yeah. if you're willing to listen, like all things mechanical, if you're willing to listen and pay attention, oftentimes you can catch something before it's gone wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the... Uh the weight rating on that and obviously over exceeding what their published weight rating is on there it just brings me back to when was the last time a dude actually checked the weight rating on a strap hmm. yeah it's like like toe capacity is like oh yeah yeah, no, I'll drop that down. Yeah, that's fine. Fine. Yeah. yeah, I think I think they're like ten or whatever. Yeah, yeah we're good. Yeah, yeah. just throw two on or something. Right. Just, just double it up. Yeah, just 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 give it an extra click. Yeah, so that's worth another four thousand pounds. It's like yeah. So if you put if you publish something out there, you know that people are gonna like me. Yeah, like just go way past it. So having that extra, I wouldn't say built-in confidence, but it also you know keeps things where they're supposed to be because of assholes like me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you decide blue? Right there. Oh, we make pink. It's October. Let's do make his green? nets in pink. No, like green. I was looking at the the green because it'll do you have match lime the green. Yeah. Hey, Wait. Hey. So, how many different colors do you make? In this webbing, we have red, blue, black, yellow, pink, and lime green. Our max signature colors are the, the black and blue. Look at the background. You guys picked this to match. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, yes, a variety of colors are, offer, are offered. Uh, no surprise, yellow is our least popular color, and it's because not only does it show dirt more easily than the other colors, but the yellow is kind of like, oh, God, that's, that's those other guys, right? Because that's the color we often see. Yeah. Either that or the uh, the orange ones that are littering nation's roadways the, the little one inch <laughs> maybe a company harbor freight i think it might be that has the orange I believe stuff it's pronounced it's herbert de Freitas. Herbert de Freitas. Yeah. yeah it's like 12 for six bucks that's 50 cents a piece and you get exactly yeah. that value folks well it, th those straps like because I, I do have a couple of those like just from it's Christmas ribbon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's like they it bought like leftover you ribbon. Can do that you can. Like, <laughs> hey. Yeah, you look at them wrong. They're broken. <laughs> yeah, and sure. frustrating, right? It's not only yeah. Anyway, we've already been there. One of the things that, uh, as far as like the handle too, is when you start using a strap so often, over and over and over and over again, you find that those little handles, and if they don't have rubber on them, they hurt. Especially because everybody uses their palm to push it or pull it. No rubber, but rounded, and that is extremely comfortable. 
the times that I've used those to well, it's like the width of your hand too. Yeah. So it's imagine it's, that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's almost like they designed it that way. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, well, and having a good tie down. I mean, we're kind of beat a dead horse as far as like a good tie down system. But it, once you actually do it, and it, uh, the the one that brought the light, like showed me the light, was uh, I was strapping down. Oh god, this is gonna sound so bad. <laughs> I was strapping down grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, is that Our one Jeep. of Cooper's truck? Oh. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, the old Jeep that we had, and uh, Cherokee Chief. Yeah, the Cherokee Chief. And uh, uh, when we were building it, we had we put D rings on the axles because it was an off road rig, didn't get driven on the road very much, and so it was very easy to strap down. So I, I get on the trailer, it's like clink, clink. <laughs> Is that it? Am I done? <laughs> yeah. Did I just finish? Yeah. You go to the corner, click. Is this thing good? And like you shake it around, like man, that's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's good. Wow, <laughs> doing things the right way is the right way to do them. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah, yeah, and, and having a strap that's not like eighty feet long too. Because I mean, you see people that like I mean, I've done this before too, where you just start like doubling up, like go through the hook on the ring, and then just keep on going until you're <laughs> until you used up all the tail of the strap. <laughs> like, <laughs> look at the look on his face. He's like, oh. no need, <laughs> no, no need, need. No, no, need. Need. No, no need. And you have a strap for your strap. A strap for your strap. It's a strap wrap. Strap wrap. Those things are so handy. It is. They, oh, these are so nice. I'm not. Don't let your mind go where I think it's going. I'm talking about like <laughs> other. You know, shop-related Yeah, extension tasks. cords. Yeah. yeah, welding leads, garden hoses, air hoses. They're just, they're handy. Ill-behaved children. <laughs> um, yeah. You can suffocate Ben with it. We can do all sorts of things. <laughs> they are handy. Okay. We're going to get a little bit more personal here, Colin. Ready? Go. Okay, favorite band. Oh. Wow. Oh, gosh. I got lots of favorites. The first one that came to my mind, I don't know why, you look like a Doors guy. No, I'm not that old, and I, okay. I've never <laughs> been into hallucinogens either. I'll say Van Halen. How about that? Okay. Van Hagar. Van Halen. Yeah, okay. All right. Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. What else you got? Oh, I, I like, like lots of music. brain busters there, Ben? I like lots of music. <laughs> you can tell a lot by the music people listen to. <laughs> no, I like a lot of music. Probably everything except for modern rap. I don't get into that shoot 'em up kill 'em up bang 'em up stuff, so. Yeah. So aside from music and aside from straps, what gets Colin going? What's your because everybody's got kind of like their obviously you've built a company from scratch. I would say tie downs and straps and whatnot and, and making a good product that is your thing. It's obviously you didn't like just come into a company and start doing that. But when it's not time for tie downs, not time for working on any kind of that, what's your jam? What do you do? I'm a car guy. Mm-hmm. I, I really I really enjoy building, driving, enjoying cars. I spent last week. Driving up from Orange County in a 1957 Ford Ranch Wagon powered by a 392 Chrysler Hemi. Oh, right on. Cruising through the fall colors, took the long way, just got to reconnect with an old friend of mine. It was just an awesome time. Um, yesterday afternoon, beautiful weather, I went for a great mountain bike ride. Mm-hmm. I dirt bike, mountain bike, build cars, trucks. I just, I moved the business to Sandpoint for a reason, and that's to enjoy all that, that our surroundings have to offer. Mm-hmm. And... To, to get to create a business around my personal passions is, is truly a, a treat, and I'm one lucky guy. Nice. Well, that I mean, not without hard work. No, people of course not. People think that, uh, you know, especially when people build companies or whatnot. And this, is, this may be like one of the good things that social media has kind of put out there a little bit, um, surrounded by lots of malarkey. 
Um, but a lot of people get the idea of like you see all the the images of oh I, you know I bet you he you know just did it one time and now he's won or something like that. But they don't see all the other oopsies, all the pain that you went through and all the extra time and stuff like that. So the if one of the things that we usually talk about here on there too, because there's lots of folks in here that are listening in here. You're not in here. You're listening. You're home in your car, whatever. I don't know. Um, but we talk a lot about um, other stuff in life because you know, trucks and straps aren't life. They are not. There's more to that as much as, you know, even though straps are kind of your life and tie downs are your life, there's more besides that. There's family. There's family. Shit. Like, that's pretty <laughs> much that. That's, the, that's what I was going with there. But the as far as like one of your, if, if, you, if you feel okay expressing it, what was one of your really big hurdles or a point where you were just like, F it, I'm out, and you decided not to, or something like that. Like, just kind of enlighten maybe some of the folks here, maybe going through that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's so much just about perseverance and not being willing to uh, to, to back off or, or give up on the the hopes and dreams. Um, man, a lot of super lean years. Um, uh, I I worked for um, about four years for Street Rider Magazine in Orange County, California, uh, just after starting this business. Um, my deal with my employer was I could do what I wanted on my own time so long as it did not affect my day job. Well, that meant uh, living in a converted warehouse, sleeping with earplugs while there was a milling machine running outside my bedroom door. Um temporary help you know as a college town i always found a, a couple good hands and so um yeah yeah the the work ethic today seems to be almost non-existent i get so frustrated with with many folks out there that they first of all they don't even know what work is and they damn sure don't know how to to persevere they just give up too easily and they want to start at the top well don't we all yeah you know uh wouldn't that be nice so just just the the value of good old fashioned hard work and and getting up and and being willing to to tackle it every day whatever it is, but it it not it certainly has not always. Um, today our just our our phone rings all day every day and that's wonderful, but it didn't happen overnight. It's it's twenty seven years of overnight success I'd like to say, mm-hmm. and a lot of very very lean years. Um, so. Yeah, uh, I don't know if that properly answers your question. No, it's it, good. it didn't. It it has not been an an immediate success. It's taken a lot of hard work, and and I want to point out that that work is not all on me. It's just like this business here. This business does not it did not get created solely by one person, right? It it takes a team, and I have an awesome team. I couldn't be here right now if I didn't have that awesome team. I couldn't step away from my own shop. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's a great team of people that have, have helped Max get to where it is today. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. How many kids do you got? I have two kids. They are the, the same age. Yes, they're twins. I have twin boys that are 11 years old. <laughs> I was old. like, um, I feel like he's trying to trick me here, but I'm pretty sure they're, they're, they're oh, twins. But, there's oh, a name man. for that. I remember back uh, when, when, when my boys were really young, like we'd be in the like a grocery store environment, both of them in the, say, in the shopping cart and invariably someone would say are they twins no one's mine and one's hers would be my <laughs> depending on my mood that day would be my potential yeah. reaction <laughs> yes they're twins that's why they're 
identical same. looking? Well, they're not identical, <laughs> well, they're not but yes, they're, they gonna, are twins. I was going to ask so. if they're identical and if they start like playing tricks on you. No. We, if I had an identical twin, I would totally Oh, for sure, for sure. No, and it's, uh, it's, you know, at 11 years of age, they're just a, a ton of fun. We ride mountain bikes together and dirt bike and surf and ski and yeah, they, uh, I, I took them riding a couple of weeks ago and a friend of theirs went along and, and kids are just fascinating to watch develop, but I had more fun dirt biking with those kids, bringing up the rear and just watching them, how they've become super proficient at getting those bikes through the trees. Yeah. I got a lot more enjoyment out of that than, than leading them. Yeah. Um, I guess that's, that's part of the, the fun of parenting is, is watching your child develop and I'm going to have to sharpen my skills, gentlemen, to keep up with them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That happened a couple of years ago on the slopes, and now it's happening on dirt bikes. Yeah. It's really fun. Well, what a cool area, too, to, to grow up. Like, I love Sand Point. Oh, that's, that's one of my favorite cool. places to go visit. Like, we, we tried, me and my wife try to get up there at least a couple times a year yeah, just to kind of hang out in town. I used to go to Lost in the 50s, like, all when the time. When we had it, yeah. When you guys, yeah, when you guys had it up there. It's a cool car show. I hope it comes back. Yeah. That's always a fun one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... Uh, I got a four-year-old and a, a girl do any day now, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting to that point as far as you know, raising them and, and being able to teach yeah. them stuff. And even with my four-year-old now, watching him kind of what you're talking about. I mean, obviously he's four, so he's not like riding a freaking mountain bike or a dirt bike, but, <laughs> sure. but watching him like problem solve on his own, like. Huh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Didn't get that from you, did he? No. <laughs> I'm the one with the hammer. Yeah. I won't hit you until it's fixed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's all fun. Yeah. Um, the, what was the other? So, the, I want to ask it. I feel like kind of a jerk asking it. But I feel like it, it's, it, it's appropriate, I would, I would hope. And if it's not, you can just tell me to shut up and I'll leave. Um, so, you got, you got twin boys. You've got a business you created. Consider it, you know, Collins Empire, if you will. Um, do you think that they're going to continue on, or is it uh, not to get morbid here or anything like that? But I mean, when you die, no. <laughs> death and taxes, you know, all that kind of crap. But to, you know, is it uh, as a father and a business owner, is that something that that you you've? I I, would, I assume you probably have already thought about. Um, but that's like, like, what's up with that? What's going on? Um, I've often thought about that. In terms of, you know, what, what is the, the, the legacy, if you will? Uh, and my two boys are, are currently caught up in that uh, no comprehension of what work actually is mode. Well, they're 11, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know they're 11, but damn, I was working at 11. <laughs> I was doing anything I could to generate a buck. Um, my kids have not discovered that yet. And uh, I think I'm going to have to borrow your hammer because it's going to happen. Uh, they are going to absolutely know the the value of work uh riding home the other day from seattle one of my boys said hey dad this is the mountain bike i'm looking at and i quickly scanned down to the price and it was a scott downhill bike and forty nine hundred dollars i said that's great looks like an awesome bike are you saving your money no but christmas is coming up <laughs> and i said that's one hell of a letter you need to write to santa claus <laughs> they just no comprehension right mm -hmm. and and i yeah so i don't as far as my boys getting involved in the business boy they're gonna have to find out the the how to work first <laughs> and uh yeah i don't i don't know and i think if they were to carry on and become involved in the business i would absolutely insist that they go out and get a real job working for somebody else first yeah because 
none of us know anything more than we know, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that that experience is, is absolutely mandatory. And then uh, maybe they'll realize dad's not such an ogre after all. <laughs> he just wants you to work. Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't remember what age it happened. It's probably in my earlier mid-20s or something like that when you, eh, it is early 20s. When you finally realize, like, your your parents, they're they're not trying to sabotage your life. At least I, I hope, you know, I was, you know, there's other relationships out there and stuff like that. But, you know, if, if your parents are trying to raise you right and do things, it's like, wow, my dad was has been telling me this for seven years. Yeah. And he... Shit, I should have just listened. <laughs> and then you get a little bit older, yeah. and you start calling him all the time. Dad, what about this? What about this? What about this? And I'm like, we could have had this conversation when you were 19, but yeah. now you're 24. So at least you're doing it now instead of when you're like 40. So That's right. Yeah. yeah, there's just, yeah. Don't get me started on that. I got, I got a question for you. Absolutely. Any new products coming down the pipeline that uh, maybe people don't know about that you want to maybe sneak peek? Um. I'm working on a few. Uh, you know, last year with, with all that COVID did to our mobile marketing efforts, we found ourselves with, with more time on our hands. Mm-hmm. So I think we brought six new products to market last year. Uh, not quite as many this year, partly because we've re- returned to our, our mobile marketing efforts. Um, I feel that we've got a really good handle on a, on a selection. Our biggest challenge now is simply building building equipment fast enough to keep the customer satisfied. Yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, we've got a great team of people constantly adding to that, but that's our current struggle is <laughs> you guys deal with it every day where you've got long lead. I heard the other day that a particular shock supplier was 48 weeks out. I'm like, wait, <laughs> just call it a year, right? It's a <laughs> right. fucking year. <laughs> yeah. And and if we're four days out, our customers are jumping up and down. And a lot of that is because the products that we build are very utilitarian in nature. You don't think of it until you're ready to take that talent out to the trail. Oh, yep. shoot, I need to get tie-down gear. So just by the nature of the product and the utilitarian you know, purposes that it serves – I think mentally it's just assumed that it's on the shelf. Yeah. And there is a lot of tie-down equipment on the shelf. Right now, we are strictly made to order. I had a, a friend in Sandpoint yesterday say, hey, can I stop by and get some motorcycle product? I said, nope, because I don't have it to give to you. Tomorrow I can have it ready, but I don't have it today for you. And so that's a challenge. Yeah. We're, we're really working to shorten up those lead times. I think right now we're four or five days out on sewn product, which is about triple what I'd like it to be. Yeah. So I mean, still uh, not too bad for this time. I mean, yeah. I mean, cause yeah. you're right. I mean, people with some of the parts that we offer is just, it's just outrageous. Like, yeah, I, I remember like suspension for Cooper's truck. He's like, yeah, it's about nine months out. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> you say nine months. Yeah. <laughs> that truck's then another model year older. Exactly. Yeah. Really is. Yeah. So that's, I guess we're we're focusing right now on some other initiatives. Yeah. Um, um, new product development right now is not real high on the list. Just making more of what we have yeah. is the focus. Yeah. Nice. Well, if people want to learn more about Max tie downs or they want to, like, how, how can people find you on the owner webs? Absolutely. Well, you folks certainly do a great job of reselling our products. Um, our website is maxtiedowns.com. That's M-A-C-S. Don't put an X in there. Not sure it'll get you anywhere. Uh, and also, we've been around long enough that we actually have an 800 number. That's 666-1586. Uh, 
Um, so either of those ways is a great way to reach us. Also, we're involved on the more popular social media platforms as well. I think we do a pretty good job of monitoring that and providing feedback through those those channels as well. So lots of different ways to reach us. Uh, we are in Pacific Time Zone as well. And, uh, yeah, give us a call. Let us know how we can help. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm actually – I know we just talked about back order stuff, but the, you know, being four to five days out to get straps, uh, I appreciate that you want it to be shorter. That's pretty damn good. Pretty <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially for being able to like, you know, go through the process of, of calling and talking and maybe not even having a, a scope of what you even want to once it comes time to pull the trigger to get them out the door four to five days that's badass yeah thank you like, so and we couldn't do that unless we made it in-house yeah. exactly and we that, could I, not do it i think that's maybe something that's lost on a lot of other people out there that uh you know being able to to have that kind of control there, there's very few companies at least in, in our industry that i think that actually do that and those are the ones where you find they've done the most fine-tuning they have the most control over their product yeah. and it, it's it, it it tends to be kind of like a as things take off, it's a very kind of because it's like redesign, 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 redesign. Okay, check, 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 and all of a sudden, when it works right, it starts getting compounding and just better and right. better and better. Uh, so I, I, not that you need my uh, commendation, but uh, I, I commend you on on doing that. That's that's. Well, uh, thank you. In a world where it's a lot easier to outsource, oh. you said f them. I want to do it live. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's that. It has its challenges every single day. Um, you know and. And some of the things are just completely out of our control. You know, freight freight times lately, time in transit is just ridiculous. But we're doing what we can every day to to ensure that we can at least uh, close the gap on you know that that time frame between ordering and receiving. And fortunately, we have some very loyal customers out there that that know what's going on. They're willing to to wait a little while, but that's. Uh, that's the the modern day challenge, right? Yeah, everybody wants it now. Thanks. Yesterday. Amazon. Yeah, yesterday. Thank yeah. you, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> right. Appreciate that. So, as we start buttoning this thing up, Tyler, do you have any last questions? Maybe strap related, tie dye related, maybe not. Uh, I think he, yeah, nailed nailed them all for me. I'm going to be hitting you up for some tire nets and a chainsaw scabbard, though. Can do. <laughs> Give me four or five days. Or four or five days done. <laughs> Easy. Now, pink, pink. Uh, since we're still in the month of October, might as well throw that out there. Uh, we are actually having a uh, a legitimate push on the sale of pink items. We are donating 10% of the proceeds from sales of all pink items to our local uh, Cancer Services Alliance there in Sandpoint. So right on. there's very few people that, uh, that haven't been touched by that awful disease in one way or another. And uh, doing what we can to, to throw a little back their way for uh, the, the comfort and continual Absolutely. Uh, you know, quest in, in uh, snuffing out that disease. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and, uh, and you being a, a good community member doing that, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. We've done it for a few years now, and uh, let's see, it's the 19th, so we got a few more days left. Yeah. yeah, so get your orders in on some pink stuff. Yeah. And re- real men can run pink tire yeah. nets. Yeah. Yeah. And think about this, guys. If you had pink tire nets on the Talon, they're not likely to get borrowed. No, that's true. That is true. That is very true. <laughs> that's what... I had a pink iPod back in the day, mostly just because I couldn't. I bought it secondhand. I couldn't find a normal colored one. I was like, "I'm never going to lose this. No one's going to steal this." <laughs> it's like thing. the pen at the checkout register with a plastic flower tape yeah. to it, right? You're not going to pocket that one. <laughs> I pulled out like, "Is that a pink iPod? It's a Nano too." Damn like, right. Yeah, that's a pink iPod. I didn't know they made it in pink. Me either, but I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Colin, 
Anything you want to get off your chest? No, no, sure. this has been fun. <laughs> and it's the day is still young. Think of the possibilities. <laughs> it's true. Eleven twenty nine Pacific. You motivated me. I got to get back to work. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, Colin, I uh, greatly appreciate you coming on. Um, I know I just asked you if there's any any other rants you got anything like off your chest, but like any any other you know before we close this up, any any anecdotes, any any sayings, hmm. any anything spicy. We are the best in the bondage business. <laughs> nice. All right. How's that for a close? Hell yeah, Colin. That just That's, made my day. Yeah. We just went full circle from yeah. our pictures this morning. <laughs> well, that is going to button this one up, people. We appreciate you listening. Colin, we appreciate you making an absolutely badass product and spending time with us here today. Yeah. Glad to be here. Really Thanks for the opportunity. It. Thanks for oh, tuning yeah. in. Episodes come out every Thursday. You know that because the outro is going to roll in just a minute here, but... We appreciate every one of you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device.